Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Unruffled ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Strained peas and carrots, chicken fingers, or mac and cheese, they're convenient for your kids and yummy, I'm sure. But at the end of a hectic day, you deserve to reward yourself with something delicious and nutritious. I know you're thinking, lovely idea, but who has the time or energy to cook? I get that. With Factor, that's F-A-C-T-O-R, you get restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prep, no cooking, and no cleanup. Always fresh, never frozen. There are over 35 options each week to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, and more. They even have smoothies, wellness shots, and nutritious snacks. Plus, Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So sign up, save, and treat yourself to the fine cuisine you deserve. Head to factormeals.com slash unruffled50 and use code unruffled50 to get 50% off. That's code unruffled50 at factormeals.com slash unruffled50 to get 50% off. Bon appetit. Like a lot of people, I grew up loving music from classic Disney films. In fact, my sisters and I used to perform plays for the neighborhood that were basically just us lip-syncing to Disney movie soundtracks. And when I was raising my own kids, I found that music could be a wonderful cure for afternoon doldrums, interactive entertainment for car rides, or whenever I had work to do. One of my kids even learned to read from following along on songbooks. When the music was on, I'd usually find myself dancing away, singing along, and sometimes we'd all break into a goofy, impromptu dance party. Disney Junior Hits is the official music playlist for songs from your favorite Disney Junior shows, and now it's easier than ever to access them. Just search for Disney Junior Hits, available wherever you stream your music. Hi, this is Janet Lansbury. Welcome to Unruffled. Today I'm responding to an email I got from a parent with an almost six-year-old daughter, and this girl decided she wanted to cut her hair short and has started choosing clothes designed for boys. And this mom says that she realizes accepting who her daughter wants to be is the correct path, but admits that deep down it bothers her. So she struggles. Before I begin, here's the email I received. Hi, Janet. I find your podcast so insightful as your parenting philosophy really speaks to me. And I love how you give very practical advice that I can implement right away. I know you must get a ton of questions, but I'm struggling to find resources on this particular topic and someone who I can ask without judgment. My oldest daughter is almost six years old. For the longest time, I wanted to have a little girl and pictured matching mother-daughter outfits, ballet classes, braiding her hair, etc., though I never pushed any of this on her. The little girl I have today is the opposite of this. When she was almost four years old, she started looking in the mirror while pulling her hair very distraught and saying she didn't like herself. This was very worrisome to me. A few months later, she decided she wanted to chop off all her hair, which we allowed her to do. And I realized that getting dressed in the morning was such a struggle because she did not like girl clothes. We let her pick out her own wardrobe from the boys' section, and she seemed much happier. Wherever we go, people refer to her as a boy, and she claims that it actually bothers her, but she is too shy to correct them. She has told me that she knows she's a girl, but just likes boy things. So while I do realize that this would be a non-issue for many people, and that letting her be, and not making an issue of anything is the correct path, and this is exactly what I've tried to do, I have to admit that deep down, it bothers me that she seems to want to look like a boy. 
And so my question is, how do I go about accepting who my daughter wants to be? I love her dearly. She is very sweet and bright, and I want our relationship to be the best it can be as she gets older. I should add that I had a wonderful relationship with my mother, and she passed away shortly after my daughter was born. And I know this affects how this whole situation has triggered my emotions. Any help you can give me is greatly appreciated. Thank you, Janet. Okay, so wow, this parent is very evolved in her ability to self-reflect. She understands herself. She is very perceptive. She has all the qualities she needs to have a wonderful relationship with her daughter, the kind of relationship that she had with her own mother. And she even really knows the answer here. She knows that the answer is to trust her daughter and let her be. So what I want to do is encourage her and try to help her feel better about trust. So much of what I write about and podcast about involves setting limits, guiding our children's behavior, while modeling those character traits that we hope to instill in them. But there's a whole other equally important aspect to parenting, and that's the trust piece. The first principle of Magda Gerber's approach is basic trust in the child as an initiator, an explorer, and a self-learner. And this has been my favorite of her principles, because for me, it is where all the joy and wonderful surprises are, or most of them at least. This is the part where I get to get out of the driver's seat and let my child drive, because she knows these roads best. And directing her journey would only thwart her ability to find her way, maybe even permanently. Not only is this important for our children, but it's wonderfully freeing for us to brave trust. To be able to do this, I think we have to acknowledge, fully own, perhaps grieve sometimes, our wishes and hopes and fantasies about who our children will be and who they are. I've worked with many parents who were disappointed, for example, that their daughters embraced princesses and frilly clothes and girly stuff. They wanted their daughter to be more gender neutral. When those parents have come to me for advice, I've tried to help them see that their children are on a journey, and this is just where they are right now. And yes, there may be indications of deeper feelings and perspectives on life that our children have, feelings about their gender, but we don't know that yet. All we know is this is where they are right now. And the best thing we can do, as this parent knows, is to trust that and embrace it and encourage it, actually, giving our children that strength for the journey that they need. We have so much power over our children in this way. We can help strengthen them in who they are, give them that comfort in their skin, and that relationship with us that is so affirming of them. It's this opportunity that we have. And again, it does mean being brave and allowing it to be okay that we feel whatever we feel. Fear, disappointment. There's no shame in that. I hear from parents that are readers and writers and they're disappointed or concerned that their young children don't seem interested in those types of pursuits. 
I hear from other parents who are worried that their children aren't active enough, and they're very active, and their children don't seem sporty. They don't want to do those kinds of activities. I hear from other parents who are concerned about their children being too shy or introverted. As we explore, it often turns out that that parent or the other parent has that kind of temperament as well. So these hopes and wishes we have can go all different directions. They can be us wanting our child to be the opposite of what we are or wanting our child to be similar to who we are. Those are all interesting things to explore in ourselves, but to ideally then put in their place. That doesn't mean ignoring them, but it means taking them out of the way of this important relationship and all these qualities we want to foster in our children. Self-confidence, trust in themselves, conviction in their path, that sense of generosity that comes from feeling secure in who we are. We can give children that. We have that power. So really, this parent is already doing this work. She's observing her child. She's allowing her to make these choices. But it sounds like she's still suffering inside. And just as we want to encourage our children to feel whatever they're feeling, I would love to encourage this parent to sit in that and allow those feelings to have a life, not to tell herself she shouldn't feel that way and it's wrong and she really needs to stop, but to just sit and wallow in the disappointment, cry the tears, be afraid, be sad, be all of those things. It's okay. What that does also is it helps our children to actually be purely on their journey because sometimes our feelings if they aren't resolved in us or if we're, if we're not really seeing them and dealing with them and allowing them to be, they can kind of bleed out into our child's awareness in ways that we don't even realize because children, again, are so sensitive and impressionable and open, especially to what we feel and think. So if, for example, this mother's trying to hold on to feelings that she has and tell herself she shouldn't feel those and try to ignore them and just be unruffled or be okay with things that she really isn't okay with. Her child may know that on some level. And then these interests that they have or these wishes that they have could sometimes even get into being a pushback on us and not as purely theirs, a way of resisting something that they feel is not accepted completely by us. So that's just another reason to take that out of the way by owning it and allowing ourselves to process it. This parent says, well, I do realize that this would be a non-issue for many people and that letting her be and not making an issue of anything is the correct path. And this is exactly what I've tried to do. I have to admit that deep down, it bothers me that she seems to want to look like a boy. And so my question is, how do I go about accepting who my daughter wants to be? Accepting who she wants to be begins with accepting ourselves and how we feel about things and loving ourselves as we are. Self-acceptance has to proceed or at least coincide with trusting our children. It starts with us, accepting where we are in this journey. Raising children with trust is not a smooth ride for any of us. There are always going to be bumps. There are always going to be places that we start to doubt or fear or are disappointed. That's okay. We keep moving forward. Parenting is about worrying and learning and relearning how to let go. Our children know best about learning and being themselves, being who they are. They've got this. 
it also needs to be okay for her to be bothered by people referring to her as a boy and for you to acknowledge and allow those feelings and not try to fix these feelings in any way. This is again part of her process, part of her journey. If children get the sense that we want them to treat those situations differently, then instead of helping them to feel the confidence they need to be able to engage with people that way, it actually makes them feel less capable because essentially we're saying what you're doing isn't enough. You need to do more. I know this parent doesn't mean to say that, but that's how it can come across to a child, which actually isn't confidence building. She's right where she's supposed to be. I also love how this mother speaks about the wonderful relationship with her mother and that she passed away shortly after her daughter was born. And she knows this affects how this whole situation has triggered her. It's normal to want to replicate a relationship that we've lost. And that's just not possible. So maybe there's some grief there that this parent still needs to process and allow herself to feel. So I really hope some of this helps. Please check out some of my other podcasts on my website, JanetLansbury.com. They're all indexed by subject and category, so you should be able to find whatever topic you're interested in. And remember, both of my books are available on audio, Elevating Child Care and No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame. You can find them through my website or on audible.com, and you can also get them in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com. Also, my exclusive audio series, Sessions. These are six individual recordings of consultations with parents discussing their specific parenting issues. And these are available by going to sessionsaudio.com. That's sessions, plural, audio.com. You can read a description of each episode and order them individually or get them all about three hours of audio for just under $20. Sessionsaudio.com. Thanks for listening. We can do this. If you like Unruffled, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used. Because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know.